you know you watch like the uh like or you listen to like the calm app and it's like it's like birds like that's my like calming sound okay if you didn't if you didn't didn't know that it's my daughter's calming sound too ava okay like she sleeps every night which actually can get kind of annoying because like it calms me down but i don't want to listen it's kind of annoying that your daughter sleeps every night that's no she (laughs) listens to birds on her little she's a little sound machine yeah and it's like tweet 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 tweet. it's like loud too she has every single night for the past like four or five years and so when she has a sleepover with me, I'll be like, "Don't even think about we're turning. We're not turning that on. Like, <laughs> well, let's do it for a little bit, but I'm not sleeping with it on." Yeah. But anyways, if you wanted to know if you ever need to calm me down and bring me zen, just do that the little bird noises or something like that. Okay. All right. Um, you know what I was thinking though, as I sat down to podcast tonight, super excited to be back. Mm-hmm. I was thinking about this movie I just watched on Netflix called You People. It's with Jonah Hill. Mm. It's got Eddie Murphy. And then to be quite honest, I don't know who else. Like the, they're all like, "Who gives a shit?" Yeah, but <laughs> Joan Hill and Eddie Murphy. Yeah, and it's about this guy. This uh, Jonah Hill plays this character, this white guy that he's he has a podcast and they talk about like, it's a, him and then his uh, co-host is a, bl- a black woman, and they they basically talk about culture like, and so he actually is like trying to find somebody, trying to find somebody, and he actually ends up dating this black girl that he falls in love with. And what's so funny about it is like, so they go from, it's about, he's a podcaster. So it's just, it made me laugh because he's like, you know, he he meets Eddie Murphy, who's her dad. And she's like, he's like, what do you do? And he's like, well, I run a podcast. And he goes, he goes about what? And he goes, you know, about culture. He goes, what kind of culture? He's like, you know, like culture, he goes, you're a white boy. What do you know about culture? <laughs> and it's just like the whole thing, uh, the point I'm getting at is when I sat down to podcast. So like throughout the movie, and like, I'm not going to share anything more, but you see like his podcast grow to where he gets his own, like, where we're going to be in the next five years. Oh, yeah. Their own studio. Mm-hmm. And they're talking about this and he's blowing up. And it just made me think about our podcast. Hell yeah, man. Yeah. Manifest. I man. watched it pretty late when I was in Vegas last week. Me and uh, me and Circo watched. What was our safe word for Circo? Shoot. Uh, cloud nine. Cloud nine. Me and, me and Circo were on cloud nine. Um, but it just made me think of this. So I was like really stoked to get back in the studio. Hey, I I think some people probably think about us that way. Like these guys have a podcast. What the hell are they talking about? I mean, we talk about all sorts of good things. Mm-hmm. Only the best things. You know what? I I actually talked to somebody about what we do tonight. Mm-hmm. He's gonna come on the show. I don't want to spill the beans yet, but I had another call with a, an awesome guest. By the way, man, you're you're crushing it, landing these these whales. Oh, dude, we're gonna keep we're gonna keep the momentum going. But I was talking to him, and he's like, I've, I've shared our message and our podcast with him fifty times. I mean, I've been chasing <laughs> him forever, and I got him on the phone, and we're talking, and he's like, so um, tell me about more about this podcast, and I'm just like, I've tell you more he's like yeah what's it called again this is i'm like i wish you could see me right now mike i'm like this is you steaming i thought that you were like an avid listener at least it listened to some of the stuff i shared with you and he goes i mean we talked about it but he's like i'm busy guys like whatever all right 
So I told him a little bit about it. And you, I, but you actually confronted him saying like, I've told you this multiple 100%. times. hundred okay. yeah. percent. Yeah. I'm yeah. like, dude, I've shared links with you. You've like given me thumbs up. <laughs> you have, you're like lying sack of shit. Yeah. But anyways, he, uh, he, we kind of talking and, and he's like, well, tell me like, he's like, remind me what it's about again. And this really stuck out to me because I said, you know, we, we talk, you know, one of our central themes is business. And, and how to increase, you know, how to chase after goals that maybe are business-centric, but doing it like in a healthy way that it impacts your life, right, as a whole. And I said, we're not a how-to podcast. We'll share some ways to do things. We'll share some ideas. We'll share some experience and insights. But we're not a how-to podcast. We're not going to give you a step-by-step process and how to do things. We're going to give you some opinions. We're going to have some guests on that have a lot of experience. And we're going to give our own point of view on on things that may or may not work, but we're not a how-to. And I thought that's like that's what makes us unique and different is we're not trying to tell people exactly how to do things. We're trying to sprinkle in a little bit here, a little bit there for somebody to have a well-rounded opinion or thought or 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 maybe some takeaways that they can go, hey, that made me think differently. Maybe I'll try that. We're not trying to tell you exactly how we did it because we're sure as hell still trying to figure it out. I definitely don't have the answer for most things in life. I have an idea for some stuff, but I just thought it was, it kind of clicked. I'm like, we're not a how-to. It's not us. I I love the way that you described uh, our show. I I totally agree with all of that uh, wholeheartedly. I think we we share our experiences from the heart. Mm -hmm. Um, Sometimes there are just opinions. Sometimes we do sprinkle in facts. We might even, as you said, though, tiptoe on maybe this is how you could potentially do it, but we're not here to tell people how to live their lives because you and I are trying to figure out how to live our lives. But what we will do is we'll share our honest thoughts, uh, our experiences. And then when we do have guests on, you know, we want them to kind of leverage and, and share their expertise. Uh, but in no shape or form do we want to be telling people, you got to go do X, Y, and Z because that's silly to do. You know what I hate about those? And I don't, I hate a strong word, but what I dislike, and we talk about this a lot, what I dislike about the how to movement, which is like a total movement. It, it's a whole thing is that everybody has a different opinion of how to do something. Mm-hmm. And so when you try to stick your thing in the sand and say, this is how you do it. This is how to get here. Then somebody else says something differently or you stick that in the sand and somebody follows it, but they're in a different part of the world. They're in a different geographical background. They're in a different job or they have a different set of skills. And that how-to is not really going to work for them. So it's not how-to. It's what can you do and what can't? What are some things you can do? So we're more of like a can-do type of podcast, I think. I, can, I want to hashtag can-do right now. I'm laying that out there. That's a clever spin on things, my friend. I like it. Yeah, no, I, I think uh, we differentiate ourselves just based on uh, how we present our, our story, our messaging. Uh, we speak from the heart. Again, we're not here to, to tell people that you got to go do X, Y, and Z and be like us. We, we want our listeners to live their own lives. If there's, you know, any little tidbit of insightfulness or wisdom in anything that we share or any of our guests share, like that's even more rewarding for us. But again, we're just here to kind of have an open conversation, Cole, you and I, and learn from one another. And if it does benefit other people, that's, you know, icing on the cake. Yes. One million 
percent. So Hayden, I'm gonna I'm gonna jump into something that I've been thinking a lot about lately, and I'm gonna throw a question at you. Deer in headlights. Oh no. You know, you know. Maybe you don't. <laughs> so, my question to you is, and this is this is a tough one, but how do you manage business relationships versus personal relationships? Mm. That's a great question. And how do you, and, and even furthermore, secondary to that, is how do you differentiate? Man, where where to begin? I mean, as we like to share a lot of times on the show, my answer is unique to my given experiences. Um, I think... The two should be closely related in terms of business relationships and then relationships outside of work, whether those are romantic relationships, uh, platonic relationships, whatever it might be. I think if you truly want to be successful in the business world, you need to know the person beyond just work. Um, and that takes some time to get to know, you know, how this person operates. You know, they are more than just uh, employee X and they do these set of functionalities or responsibilities for the company. Like you want to support them and help them grow. Um, and it does take time to get to know someone. Some people are a little bit more open with their personality in terms of letting, uh, themselves in, in a conversation, um, and building some type of established trust or a relationship. Mm -hmm. um, and I think that's very similar even outside of work. So you want to kind of get to know the person. I'll use you, for example. Let's say that, you know, we both walked into uh, job XYZ day one and we were partnered together on a project. Like I'd want to know, hey, Cole, who are you? Like outside of, you know, this this role here. Tell me more about your life. Like you would probably open up about, you know, your family, your kids. Like that's what, you know, you're truly passionate about. Things like that. Mm -hmm. And then that starts to me, I can start to like build out like a spider web in terms of probably when you are going to have bad days because maybe your mind's on, you know, your wife or your kids, like you can start to be more empathetic because I know Cole beyond just work. Like he's got these other commitments. He's a, he's a father. He's a, uh, he's a spouse. Like, uh, you've got other responsibilities. So I think getting to know the person beyond just what they do at their job is a great place to start. And don't get me wrong. It's not always that easy. It depends on who you're working with. Um, and I personally probably still have room for growth when it comes to building some of those uh, more personal relationships beyond just who that person is for the company or for the job. But the more that you can understand who that person is away from work, I think the more successful the business relationship becomes. One million percent, Hayden. And I'm gonna I'm gonna piggyback off of the the understanding the the full. The, the person, not just the role at the business. Mm -hmm. And I think us as human beings spend so much time worrying about what we want that we're not worried about the the person we're talking to. And I don't mean worry and like, oh, let me like, you know, sit here and think about what's going on with them for the next six hours. What I mean is, especially when you're mixing business and personal relationships, I, I think there's there's this gray area where sometimes people forget to consider what that other person has going on in their life or who they might be, which might 
ultimately affect the decisions and the things they decide to do. So some one of the things I wanted to point out for people listening to this, that is something that I have learned and I continue to learn every day. I am not Hayden by any means the expert. I believe that I go into most conversations with good intentions, but I believe that at its core, getting to know somebody on a personal level will help you understand how to work with them on a, as a, on a, in a, in a bit professional way. So if you understand, you know, what a person has going on in their lives, whether it's John, Jimmy, whatever, whoever it is, I'll use Jimmy's example. If, if I meet with Jimmy and, you know, Jimmy's got a, a problem, let's, let's use what I, you know, let's use um, his, his, something's not working in his house. Uh, if I approach Jimmy and all I'm worried about is uh, addressing that one area in his house that's got issues, um, I might not understand that he's got a lot of other things going on. So I might not get the fact that not only does he have this issue, but he's also got like pressures from work. He's got pressures from his spouse. He's got time frames he can't go into. And I'm also going to understand how I can help Jimmy achieve his goal and also get more out of that relationship down the line. Because the second thing is, when you get to know somebody on a personal level, that relationship extends past just what you're trying to get out of that conversation. Once you know and you've spent time and energy in understanding what makes a person tick or, or what makes them make the decisions or do the things they do, well, then you've unlocked something that you would have never previously had access to. A, your conversations are going to be 10 times better because you have more to talk about than just, hey, do you want to buy this? Or, hey, did you get that spreadsheet done? Like, right, it's more than just surface-level conversations. Oh, the weather looks nice, or how's the weather? It's, those are boring. Yeah, it's super boring, right? I mean, yeah. who, and who likes to have those conversations, first of all? And so, you know, I think there's this there's this thought process that a lot of us have that it's only a business. It's a business-to-business transaction, or it's a it's, I know them on a professional level, right? LinkedIn's great at that. Like LinkedIn's all about professional interaction. But you can get a little, if you spend the time to get a little bit deeper with somebody, I think nine times out of 10, that but that relationship, A, is going to be way more fruitful. And I think B, it's going to give you a better understanding of, of, you know, how people work. The more people you try to get to know, the more you're going to understand. Spot on. I, I think... One other thing that I'll add, and maybe it's me slightly refining my my answer, is you know there's a time and place for certain conversations. Some people are truly there to maybe be heads down and want to just keep it business talk, and you have to respect that. And that's where it is important to just have good communication. Like, what are your expectations? Mm-hmm. Like. Going back to you and I as an example, maybe you weren't willing to open up and give me much answers when I said, hey, Cole, like, you know, tell me more about yourself. And you kind of just gave me like really quick answers. Like I would have to respect that. You don't want to, you know, pry too much. And sometimes it just takes time to build trust. But there can be certain people that probably just don't want to open up for whatever reason. And you have to respect that. You want to make sure you understand what their expectations are and how to work with them. So kind of refining my answer in terms of understanding who you're working with. But Mm -hmm. going back to our core points that we were just were making, more often than not, 
the more that you can get to know a human being on a personal level, the better the relationship's going to be. But again, I'm kind of calling out an edge case where there are some people that maybe just want to be more so heads down and focused on business. Not saying that that's always the case, but you do have to respect those situations and work the work with those people as best as you can. I think that's what makes a good leader. Like going back to the example of you and I, you and if I were your boss, let's say I would work with you differently than I might work with, let's say, Joanne. Like you Absolutely. have to understand, you know, personality, things like that. And that's where, again, you just have those open lines of communication. Uh, who are you as a person, et cetera. And it, it takes time. Well, and I think to even even like Hayden, just because you, you, you hit on a point that I, I think I, I, I kind of skated over. The, the, the point I really wanted to get across, and I guess my belief is that it, it's and this I was actually thinking about doing a short short about this earlier, but I'm like, I can't make it that short. I was like, I only have to do a short, <laughs> and I was struggling with the wording of it. But relationships you can't just rush either, and so when you're going into like a business relationship, you know you want to bring you want to bring that personal aspect into it, but you can't just expect to be able to do that in the first time you meet, the first ten time you meet. You've got to take your time. You have to build that trust. You can't force things. And sometimes that's going to take six months. Sometimes it's going to take a year. Sometimes it could take two years. But it's it's about the process. It's about listening. It's about you know engaging on things that you may find interesting. And a lot of the times, what I do is I'll share a vulnerability. So there's there's a there's a, a neat little trick. I wouldn't call it a how to because we're not a how to podcast. But what I can tell what I can say is that. And I heard this uh, doing the Great American Speak Off, talked about b- building on a story. And part of your story, people relate to ordinary people more than they do somebody that they see as like up here, right? So if you're talking from a, a level talking down to somebody or, or, or from a pedestal, so to speak, it's going to be hard to relate, right? I can't relate to somebody that went, went over uh, overseas and got like six war medals. Like I can't relate to that, but I can relate as a father to another father who's got three kids at home, who's working really hard to provide a better life for them. And so by being vulnerable and sharing your side of your, yourself, you know, I would challenge anybody that's trying to, you know, it's that's beating their head against the wall, trying to build a relationship with somebody is to, to also think about sharing, you know, sharing something personal of yours about yourself that might get them to, to let their guard down because maybe they're doing the same thing to you. Mm-hmm. They're saying, hey, how do I peel back that onion? Well, sometimes what I'll do is I'll be I'll be vulnerable. You know, I'll share, you know, I had this happen a few weeks ago. I had a, a you know, had something going on and I met with a, a newer client of mine and didn't go as I planned. And I just shot him a text afterwards and said, hey, I was I was anxious during that meeting. I didn't feel like it went super well. I was honest. And I was being vulnerable. I was sharing how I felt versus keeping it in. Now, some people might call that, you know, unprofessional. I just call that smart because what it did is it allowed them to see that that person to see that, hey, I don't think I'm perfect. I know when I make mistakes, I'm a human being. I can, I'm, I'm vulnerable. And our relationship has grown tenfold since that because I was able to just share something that most people would be nervous to share or think is unprofessional. I, I, it's a, it's a, it's a, there's a strong line in that. I mean, I know there is, but I think it is something that for people that are trying to build relationships, Hayden, if you're trying to build relationships, 
being open and sharing some vulnerability sometimes will help another person feel more comfortable to, to do that. I love all that. I'm glad that you shared that. Yeah, I, I think vulnerability builds trust much quicker um, in a lot of situations as you were sharing, you know, this is the respect that I'm going to give you in our relationship. And by opening up, sometimes it might allow the other person to open up because they can start to relate with you on a more personal level. And like you also said, there is a fine line. Like there's probably certain things that might be considered things that you probably don't need to be sharing, especially in like a business type of relationship. Um, but yeah, the, the more that you can kind of show your honesty and who you are as a person 360, even a little bit of maybe not the so good moments, mm -hmm. like the person's going to kind of relate to you a little bit more versus, Oh, this person's like a robot and they only operate a certain way. Like it's all right to have bad moments and share sometimes frustration. I'm totally open with a lot of people that I work with and I will kind of shoot the shit and give them my two cents. Now I have it behind closed doors in a respectful way and I'm not trying to like belittle or say anything bad about someone. But if I, you know, notice that a situation isn't ideal, I'm going to call it for what it is. Like, Oh, that was, you know, a, a fun, you know, meeting that we just got out of like, you know, my head spinning, like kind of make a little bit of a, a joke out of it to, to break the ice and not make it so tense. Like people want to see that they don't always want to, Oh, you know, it's all rainbows and sh sunshine. Cause that's just not reality. I'm, I'm a pretty logical and realist when it comes to understanding the, the full big picture and not always like, Oh, this, this is a perfect situation. Cause life's not perfect. Business isn't perfect. Mm -hmm. But the more that you can kind of work through, you know, the highs and the lows and kind of try to remain even keel, the better off you're going to be in the long run. Well, and here's the secret. Here's the secret too. It works in personal relationships too. Does it, it works with your wife. It works with your kids. You know, I I'd say like with, with, with Ava, I mean, Ava's a nine year old, you know, she is, she today she she called me out oh my word so we were driving to soccer she has pivo and i got i got a phone call from a client and she called me out on um like she's like you were on the phone the entire time and i really wanted to talk to you i was like honestly i'm so stressed out with work today i said i needed to take that call it had nothing to do with you like i apologize but i just got a lot going on and She's like, oh, okay, dad. Like if, if I had known that, I wouldn't have said anything. And it's like. Yeah, and you probably weren't trying to make her feel bad, but you were letting her know. Like, no, I said, these it, are I, the I said it. I was just like, yeah. I remember I was just like, sweetheart, I, I apologize. Because yeah. I know you love that time with me. We listen to music. We talk. And, you know, I, I'm pretty hardcore about my boundaries. I used to not be. Mm -hmm. When she was younger, I could take phone calls and stuff. And like, she just would listen and she like wanted to listen like, and it was fine. But as she's gotten older, you know, she doesn't she doesn't appreciate when I'm on the phone when we're together. She doesn't appreciate when I'm not giving her my attention. Which is super tough for any parents out there that work from home. Those boundaries, those those lines get crossed a lot. And so for her, I've been pretty good about it. And she was just like, Okay, same thing that happens with the, with my wife, man. When you when you're having a rough time and you can just be like I snapped at you like it wasn't you it was me like or or whatever it is like this yeah. is I, you know whatever it is just being open um, builds a lot of trust and it's it's just something that I think we can all practice throughout so many different aspects of our lives well I think relationship building never stops right 
you got to continually work on it. And for some, you know, they might struggle with that. They think that there's a destination or, you know, a point in time where I've done everything that I need to. And it's a two way street, right? Between two people, let's say like you have to be communicating with me and vice versa. If we want to be, you know, as successful as we can be, like you always have to be, uh, working on how you're communicating. And also when I say communicating, you want to make sure that you're listening too, mm -hmm. because that can help you become a better communicator. Like Cole, what's on your mind? Why aren't you, you know, feeling, uh, you know, how you normally feel or like you're not performing as well as I normally see you perform. What's on your mind? You know, are there things going on outside of work? Like that's where you start to have that additional layer of a successful relationship, whether it is a business relationship or a relationship just outside of a, a work setting. Like you get to know that person, you know how they kind of tick, you know how they typically act. And if you notice something's up, you start to say, hey, what's going on? Like, do you wanna talk about things? And again, that all just starts with communication, building trust, and it takes time. Um, and it is a partnership between whomever really <laughs> it 100% is it 100% is i mean i think um the whole the whole the whole psychology behind it right the whole psychology behind why people do things they do we really need to get like a specialist on the show to talk cuz i, cause I it, that stuff interests me so much oh it does and too. Then, i feel like there's like a lot of stuff i do that we all do in our daily lives that we don't even know like like i'm sure some of the stuff i'm saying is like written somewhere in some psychology book that you know what I mean? Like the way that came out was pretty funny, but yeah, no, I know. Well, I'm just saying, like, be vulnerable. Like, I'm sure that's like, like that. That's kind of common sense. Can like, I repeat what you said out loud yeah. and see how you might react? I'm sure some of the stuff I said is probably written in a psychology book. Yeah, probably. Like, I mean, you're right, but like, I, my mind went to you, you're, dude, like Doctor Hazen. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I'm sorry, Doctor Hazen. Doctor Cole. Continue. Yeah, continue. Call me Doctor Cole from now on. Um, I only respond to that. He's a clinical psychologist, folks. He just got <laughs> his uh, Harvard. Uh, Harvard. Harvard. <laughs> they they gave me a they gave me a degree. Uh, um, <laughs> no, I just think uh, I think the there's so many ways we can go down that, and I think to I believe that there's this there's this line between putting effort into certain relationships and there's also this like you got to know what relationships that aren't worth putting the effort into. Mm. And on a business per level and on a personal level. Yeah. You've got to know when like there's times and I'll be real honest where I have like you know I meet with somebody or I meet somebody and of course I like most people generally because i'm i'm much a talker like i want to engage so what's always been tough for me hayden as you can probably see this is knowing which racial relationships aren't worth putting effort into like knowing when the ship has sunk and when it's not going to go anywhere or it's not worth and, and not even maybe it's just not worth my extra energy like it could be better spent here and i think that's something that you know as as people are looking at the relationships in their lives and, you know, whether it's, you know, I'm going to go to business because like I'm that's that's what I spend majority of my if I'm not with my family, you know, I'm taking my personal relationship, personal friends out of it. Like my my career goals, my professional goals are about growing this podcast, growing our media business um, and growing my career. And so I'm thinking a lot about what relationships 
call it a spade a spade. What relationships can I forge that are going to help me get there? Mm-hmm. And there's there that is a very 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 tough thing to do because what you run into, what I've run into, is you think that you've got the right person to talk to. And and this is gonna sound kind of kind of kind of sound a little choppy, a little, little shitty of me, but I've struggled because I'll I'll be like, okay, this is the this is the one that's gonna get me to here, right? So I'll build a whole relationship with them, spend all this time getting to know on this and that, and then I get six months into that, and I'm like, it sounds bad. That was kind of a waste of time. Like I like that person now. That was great. But I didn't use my time valuable valuably. Mm-hmm. I didn't use it well, mm-hmm. right? My my time could have been allocated over here more. So there's that balancing act um, of understanding. Like we've only got a finite amount of time and energy, so you got to be really careful. Like as you're looking at, hey, who do I want to build a relationship with? You know, you have to understand like what intentions do I have? Um, they they need to be good intentions. Um, you got to understand like what what could this relationship how could it benefit me and them, right? Because if it's not mutually beneficial, then odds are it's going to be lopsided. So you got to look at that. And I, I guess I just I was calling myself out. I've struggled with that over the years of I like to build relationships with everybody. And what happens is now I feel like I've got 55 people that I need to be constantly like touching because like I want to have a relationship. And it's like, you know, those are great, but I need to you need to focus more on which ones are really important. Yeah, Cole, I I think that comes with maturity, to be honest, where you start to recognize that maybe, let's say, all the people that you used to have some type of relationship with, whether it's a friendship, a business relationship, some people might not have the same uh, interest. Uh, They might not be there to benefit you, and you start to kind of understand that, and that comes with maturity, Mm -hmm. wisdom, age. Like, It does become kind of a trusting your gut or intuition. Like, you... You get what you put in is what you get out. And if you're not seeing, you know, the reciprocal from someone else, like you can kind of start to back off and realize that that person doesn't want to, you know, have a successful relationship with you. Now, again, it's not that black and white, but you can start to pick up on that. Um, And going back to another point, I I think you got to understand as best as you can people's uh, intentions or like, what are their values or core principles? Like when I think about people that I want to associate myself with, I want to make sure that they have good values, principles, etc. cetera, uh-huh. or I'm really not going to spend that much time or energy investing in who that person is. Cause they just don't align with who I want to be around. And there's nothing wrong with that. And I think when you're a young kid, you kind of just go with the flow and you're supposed to be, you know, everyone's best friend. And that's just not reality. Mm-hmm. You know, you have a certain energy or, or vibe and you resonate with certain people. And then there are certain people that you completely turn off. And the same can be said for me. And that's all right. You want to find your tribe and work with people where you can make their lives better and make your life better. I like better. to find your tribe. I might have taken that from our good friend, uh, Josh or Joshua. 
uh, that came on from uh, Ed Sheeran. Josh Church, yeah. yes. Yeah, we'll I have to that. have him on here again. Find your tribe, man. Yeah. That's what we should end with. Find your tribe. I think that might be the name of his podcast, by the way. So, Josh, don't sue us here. Is it? <laughs> it's something along those lines, I think. Yeah. <laughs> I like it though. Man. Yeah, I like it. Is there anything else you want to uh, end with? No, man. I think we're. I think we're solid. I think that was Dude, all- this was an awesome episode, all- man. Awesome conversation. Glad to have you back in the studio. We are rocking and rolling, like we said, in 2023. Keep uh, tuning in. We appreciate all the support, and we'll talk to you guys next time. See you guys. Thanks.